eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I am Mark Grody, and this is indeed the Daily Score. And you know what? We just can't change. We cannot stop talking about the final seven games of the year. What are you doing? Would you like to be on live right now? This is happening right now. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Shane Reardon. Why are you laughing? I don't want to go in a studio. I'm on on a tight schedule here. Um, That was Shane Reardon from The Score. I'm on the hallway for everybody to see. I am what you call a display case podcast. That's what's going on here. Final seven games of the year. Yesterday, for the Bears, yesterday... Matt Eberflus was saying, yeah, I want consistency from Justin Fields over these final seven games of the year. I mean, okay, yes, of course, everybody wants consistency. So we took that to Luke Getze, the Bears offensive coordinator, and said, what do you think Matt Eberflus means by consistency? What all does that entail for Justin Fields in these final seven games of the year? I mean, it always starts with taking care of the football, right? I think that's the the, the, the starting point for, for anybody on offense, but specifically the quarterback. And then it's just like what I just what I was mentioning before. It's about getting better and progressing each and every week, right? And so I think there was really cool uh, parts of this season that we saw that from him, right? And then, unfortunately, the injury comes. So let's get back on track with that, and let's continue to grow together. Does movement in the pocket fall into that category for you? Uh, I mean, for sure. I think that's because that's part of taking care of the football, right? I think that's, uh, you know, you know, sometimes there's there's bad looks yeah. or bad play calls or bad whatever, and you have to make the best out of it and not make a bad play worse, right? And so that's part of that. And then pocket movement, sometimes somebody makes a mistake and we'll avoid it, and you can make uh, minimize that mistake as much as you can. That's part of playing that position for sure. And so all that all that stuff in, together is part of him growing together. Uh, Justin Fields had a very measured approach to the final seven games of the season, kind of saying some of the things that you're saying in terms of his goals for the rest of the year. But I think it's fair to say that, you know, Ryan Poles and people are still trying to evaluate him. Is he the future of the Chicago Bears? So. Do you feel pressure in these final seven games to make it obvious that Justin Fields is the the franchise quarterback going forward? 
No, I would. I mean, it, maybe it's fair for them to have to think that way and do that thing. But it, I think it's from from our perspective, it's about us getting better as a unit each and every day. And I think Justin's a a big part of us getting better each and every day. And so if he grows and gets better, then we're going to grow and get better. That's true. Everybody's on watch over these final seven games, including the guy that was speaking right there. So I do think that there is a certain amount of pressure on him, and these guys are doing a good job of alleviating the pressure with some of the answers that they're giving. But I think we all know that you know it's the NFL. A lot depends on what your quarterback does, and if your quarterback is going to show you in these seven games that he is it for the future. I have my doubts. Um, Luke Getze also talking about the offensive line. And the fact that Tevin Jenkins goes back to left guard, Nate Javis is in at right guard. Obviously, Lucas Patrick at center. Braxton Jones, good to go, healthy still at left tackle. And your rookie prize guy, Darnell Wright, over at right tackle. So is this the ideal offensive line? I guess the healthiest is your is, is, is probably the case, right? We're finally getting some guys back. So, uh, yeah, we're excited to kind of finally get the – some uh, some extra pieces back and have some depth there and everything like that. So we're excited to see you know specifically Nate to get him back out there would be is going to be great. Now, Te- Tevin hasn't played a whole lot of left guard. I know that was the plan in the off season. That's where he spent spring summer. Is that a tough ask, or should it be pretty easy for him to just slide back over? Well, it's it's never easy anytime anybody has to move any position. But to, to speak to Tevin, I mean, the ability to come in and be a tackle and then be a guard on both sides. I mean, he plays he's played tackle on both sides. He's played guard on both sides. I just think that speaks to the, the type of player that he is and the capability that he has. Yeah, I mean – Tevin has been really good at all the changes that they've asked him to make <laughs> from being a tackle to being a left guard to being a right guard. And Nate Davis has never played it at the NFL level. So, yeah, this is one of those things where you trust it. I was just talking to Anthony Heron and Danny Parkins, and Heron made a great point that, and it's true, Nate Davis was playing pretty well at right guard as well. And I, I, not sure if he looked as dominant as Tevin Jenkins is, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that Nate Davis and Darnell Wright could team up and be pretty good. You know where my vote was, though, to keep a good thing going, but there is some sense in keeping Nate Davis where they brought him in to be. Montez Sweat was talking in the locker room, and we, we talk a lot about that, or at least the coaches do, the Tez effect and how he affects more than just knocking the quarterback down. Here is... Montez Sweat. Well, the name of the game is to get quarterback sacks, but how do you like being a facilitator and affecting what other guys do? Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of guys, they really focus on sacks a lot. And, I mean, it's a great tool to be judged by, but, I mean, it's a lot of other ways to affect the game rather than just getting a sack, whether it's a hit, a pressure, or it's even being stopped in the run game. Any, any of those things can uh, help you out a lot. Are you glad that that kind of stuff gets noticed in this day and age where we notice everything? <laughs> everything is tracked. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't really care about the, the, the naysayers or anything like that. I'm, I'm worried about what, how my coaches feel about me and how my teammates feel about me and completing the game plan. Do you have any apprehension coming in? Like, you've never changed teams midseason. So were you uns- unsure at all coming in about how quickly you'd be able to make an impact or anything like that? Oh, most definitely. Uh, I mean, not necessarily. Football is, is football at the end of the day. But, I mean, uh, just 
finding out how how I would belong in the defense and stuff like that was uh, definitely a question of mine. But I, I think I pre- put it fit in pretty well. How do you feel like your rush chemistry is coming along with Yannick and Demarcus and everyone? It's coming along. It's definitely a day by day thing. But I mean, I'm I'm getting to know them a lot better, and they're getting to know me, so it's it's, it's starting to pray for us. Is it to have two to have two really productive defensive ends? To have you and someone else. What does that change if another guy can really get going? Yeah, really. Uh, I mean, it, it, it takes a lot of pressure off the uh, off of off of me and off the other edge of me. Because I mean, usually offenses don't want to chip both ends. They want to get a they want to get a guy out to get on a route or you know what I'm saying get the offense going and stuff like that. So it definitely takes a lot of uh, a pressure off of the people on the line. Yeah, I mean, there, it, the Tez effect is uh, it's a real thing too. I mean, and he he is a specimen out there. Bears did have three sacks last week. I think those were more coverage sacks, but you can't deny what Montez Sweat is doing. I'm looking forward to seeing more from him now that he's had more time to practice and to understand exactly what he's doing in this Bears defense. A couple more for you. DJ Moore was talking. It it turned into an interesting conversation about trash talking, but DJ Moore in spirit – was talking about the Lions' defense. To them to fly around, uh, have a lot of energy, probably talk some mess, and uh, we just got to ignore it and be on top of what we do. Are they known talkers or something? Um, I don't know. You know how they out there, you know, they look like they're talking, so okay. got to be prepared. You know their fans are going to be a little rowdy talking, so we got to battle them too. But So just from watching their games, you've kind of picked that up, that they, they're pretty boisterous? Yeah, they do. I mean, with any defense, they do all the extra, the no-fly zone stuff. So you just got to be ready for it. Do you like to talk back? I don't talk back. Why not? Why? Yeah, I just smile and just walk away. Yeah, that's worse than talking back. <laughs> when you're facing a team that's uh, leading your division, mm-hmm. uh, what sort of test is it for you guys uh, to see how you measure uh, you know, the division games is important games. Uh, taking out the the people at the top is probably going to be a great feeling. Uh, where it's going to show us that we, we uh, improved that and what we need to improve on uh, coming out of this. So after a win, we're going to look at what we improved on uh, and what we could get better at. Do you think you guys are ready for a breakthrough? Yeah, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're always ready for a breakthrough. You know, this is the NFL. You know, one game could turn the whole season around. So after the Thursday night game, you know, we want to keep stacking wins. So this next game, uh, the Lions is our next opponent, and we just go out there and get a win. That's the hope. That was interesting to hear DJ Moore's philosophy on trash talking, just smile and walk away. I believe it, man. He's the calmest guy, one of the calmest guys that I've ever covered. I've covered some calm guys, but considering the talent and his importance to the team, he's an interesting guy, man. He just seems like he's got everything together. Last cut. This is somebody has to talk about their old buddy, David Montgomery, who's having a good year for the Detroit Lions, spent the first four years of his career with the Bears, and Darnell Mooney got close with David Montgomery was here, so Moons was talking about David Montgomery. I have not talked to him this week, but um, obviously he's, he's playing very well. He's playing very good. I'm happy about him. I mean, happy for him. And um, obviously he's he's seeing a little red this week, you know, for sure, playing us. Uh, but, um, I mean, I'm rooting to see him play well, but not that well, you know. I want to go out there and win, obviously. So we'll talk a little after the game. But this, I mean, I'm just glad I'm not tackling. How about that? 
That's fair. I mean, the one thing we know about uh, David Montgomery is that dude is tough to take down. It's going to be interesting to see what it looks like on the other side. I think that TJ Edwards has been playing very well. Um, Jack Sanborn has actually been making more plays than anybody, I think, in that linebacker crew right now. Um, and they they are going to be without, most likely, without Tremaine Edmonds. Again, he did not practice. So we'll see. Final injury report comes out on Friday. Maybe something changes, but I think that that's the way it's going to be. And that is going to be all for today's episode of The Daily Score. Thank you for listening and watching. For our executive producer, Ray Diaz, I am Mark Brody. Mark Brody.